Welcome to MTG Ectoplasm, your home for Spirit Tribal and Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, White, aka DeBlanco, a medium that wears an extra large. You can reach out to me on Twitter at MTG Ectoplasm, or you can email me directly at MTG Ectoplasm at gmail.com. Let me know how am I doing. Am I doing a good job, a bad job, or I shouldn't quit my day job? Now, like I ask each and every single episode, do me a favor. Hit that follow, like, subscribe button. It's somewhere on the left-hand side, right-hand side, upper, lower. I, I have no clue. But wherever you're streaming this, you could be on uh, Twitch, YouTube, uh, Facebook now, uh, Twitter. If you're if you're on Spotify or Apple or Google Podcast, hit that follow, like, subscribe button. It's very important. The reason why? The algorithms. I don't know what the hell an algorithm is, but I know it has to deal with math. And because of this math, I need you to hit it for me because if you like this content, and I hope you do, you can, sh- you know, by hitting that, you can share it with everybody else. And also, like I ask each and every single episode, share this with your friends and family. Because if you like the show as much as I hope you enjoy the show, and as much as I like making the show, uh, I hope you can do me a favor, share that with others, because this is really important to me uh, to get the news out there about spirits and the wealth of knowledge that i have according that i believe i have when it comes to the spirit tribe so with that being said ladies and gentlemen i will not bring in the one the only the one the individual who i call the ravishing one she's the driver she's the engineer of the show she's the one who makes all the pretty graphics and all the little layouts for me the one the only the ravishing renata how you doing there ravishing Oh, I couldn't hear you. Can we repeat again? I'm doing pretty good. See, that's where I screwed up. I hit the wrong button. So, yeah, how you doing? How you feeling? You feeling good? I'm feeling good. Well, thank you for everything you did to this evening. Uh, this is a really big podcast because for those who were unaware, the last podcast, I had a young man named Zach Fink. Now, for some of you like who are avid listeners who do follow the show religiously, I want you to I want us to thank you for being patient because I wanted that episode to breathe. And the reason why is because that was a big episode, not only for me, but also for you, the spirit content listener. The reason why I say it so is because this young man took a mono blue snow build in spirit into a pioneer showcase challenge, not just any league, not any type of pioneer challenge this was a pioneer showcase challenge we have to be the best of the best the cream of the crop the creme de la creme and this young man zach uh, zach fink went out there kicked ass with a mono blue snow build and if you missed that episode you really need to go back and listen because it was a lot of great great information that you may have missed up missed on or missed up on i think am i saying that correctly Okay, you know, you know, English is such a difficult language to speak, you know. But it it was a very important episode, and it doesn't matter if you are a band player, especially in Pioneer, or even Azorius or Mono Blue Snow. It's really important to figure out what's going on in the current meta. Now, for those in modern, they're going to go, hey, hey, Dwight, what's going on? Hey, you know, when are you going to show us the love? Why are you showing so much to Pioneer? Well, can we be honest with one another? You know, I know, we both know, we all know that because the Pro Tour is coming up very shortly, the only way to get in or show that, you know, 
you're going to show your muster, honestly, is either through MTGO Arena or you're going to your LGS and kicking ass there. Now, with the way the meta set up and everything that's going on, a lot of things are changing. And, you know, Zach actually brought it up. He's like, you know, the meta's going to change, new companions out there. And this is the reason why I did this particular episode. I actually wanted to do, I'm going to be honest with you, my goal, honestly, was to do a mono green devotion deck tonight. No, I wanted to do a red deck wins deck. Uh, the, 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 you know, right after that. And the answer is no. Why? Because this deck that I'm going to talk about, and if you hit that, hit the uh, thumbnail, you know what deck I'm talking about. I'm talking about Pioneer Angels. The reason why I'm saying this, ladies and gentlemen, is that I have been playing MTGO. And for those who don't know, I do have a, a show that I do put out MTG Ectoplasm gameplay i'm going to start again uh on saturday i'm already going two and one i've been kicking i kicked rectos uh ass just recently and was the other deck that i lost to uh, it was stupid lotus combo stupid me i misplayed or i i didn't hit the right button i screwed up i cost myself the game but with that being said ter- technically i should be three and oh but this deck for me, finagling around, me trying to better my skills in MTGO world, I stumbled upon this deck, and I keep on facing it over and over deck, over and over again. And I'm, what I'm trying to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, is the fact that we shouldn't just worry about the main decks out there, like uh, Mono Green Devotion. We shouldn't just worry about uh, Red Deck Wins, or is it you know the Is It deck, or the the uh, you know all the other decks out there we shouldn't just primarily focus on that we should also consider the up-and-coming decks the decks that are you know making some noise but you know they got some holes in them because they haven't really figured or mastered or interlaced the particular cards that should work with one another so that's why i'm bringing up angels in pioneer now for those who don't know angels comes in two forms now you would think hey angels come in mono white you would be wrong you would go angels are not mono white what's going on here did you bump your head did you crack your skull if you look my clean shaven head recently no i did not bump my head or crack my skull because guess what they're in two versions the second one's going to get you go, you really lost your mind. What they're running is Selesnia. Selesnia Angels. I know, I couldn't believe it. And the other one is Bant. So let's look at the deck list currently that they got right now in Pioneer Angels. Now, as you see in front of me, or right next to me, or over there on the left-hand side, they're running 26 creatures. They're running two Brutal Cathars, four Skyclave Apparitions. Hmm, sound familiar, right, with our decks. Then they're running four Youthful Valkyrie, those shameful little Valkyrie, four Righteous Valkyries. Valkyries, I'm telling you. Four Resplendent Angels, four Giada uh, Font of Hope, and then four bishop of wings hmm. 
Don't worry, we're going to break this deck, deck further down. Now, this is where the Selesnia comes in. Ready? Look at the instance. Four collected company. Are they stealing stuff from us? Are they they did taking stuff from us uh, from spear players? You know, we started off in Azorius. We went to Bant because of the collected company. Are angels following our lead? Maybe. Now let's look at the artifacts. They're running three book of the exalted deeds. When I first saw this card, I was like, mm, interesting. I didn't poo-poo it right away, but I was like, mm, interesting. And then running not one, not two, not three, but four portable hole. Yeah, that kind of sucks, but we're going to get more into that. They're running 23 lands, four branch lord pathways, four muta vaults. Kind of weird, right? But they're running four muta vaults, four overgrown farmlands, four temple garden, and seven plains. And then finally, let's look at their sideboard, shall we? They're running two Shaper Sanctuary, two Deafening Silence, two Blossoming Defense. I like that card a lot, actually. Two Archon of Ameria, three Settle the Wreckage. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, they got some board wipes here. And then finally, four Containment Priests. That's something we don't have to really overly concern ourselves with Containment Priests. But let's look at this deck realistically. What does this deck in general say? This is what it says to me personally. Once he thought there and put their wisdom together and said, hey, Spirits is having too much fun. And you know what? We have all these wonderful things called angels out there in the world. And uh, there's no travel deck for it. You know, elves got it. Goblins got it. You know, merfolk, humans, rogues, and so on and so forth, and spirits. But now, hey, let's put angels out there. And the worst thing about this as well is the fact that they're stealing something that we enjoy doing, that we love to do. And what is that? Evasion. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. They're stealing away something that we comic commonly take advantage of and it's evasion one if you're a new magic the gathering player you're, you're gonna go evasion what the hell is evasion what i'm trying to say in simple in simplified form is flying that is one one of the biggest advantages that spirit players have is that guess what it's not unblockable but technically if they don't got no flyers we flying over and we smash him right to bring in my new york accent over here but that's what we don't. We, you know, we're putting concrete slippers on people and dropping them on the East River. You know what I'm saying? You follow? They're sleeping with fishes. But that's something that Pioneer Angels is stealing away from us. Now, if you keep on taking a further look, you see certain key things they're missing here. There is very to little instant. Notice how I'm saying that instant interaction. Now, for you who play spirits, you know that's the piece that resistance, as the French would say, when it comes to playing with spirits. What else is beneficial about spirits? 
I keep on saying over and over again, we protect our own by using selfless spirit and we use what rattle chains with the hex proof ability and the fact that, oh, rattle chains happens and allows us to play our creatures with flesh. Not over here. This is a, this is a sorcery driven deck with the exception, exception of collected company. Let's take a deeper dive, shall we? Now, let's look. We got Gianna, Font of Hope. Now, when I saw this card, I knew as a spear player, this was going to be problems. Why? Well, I'm going to let Ravishing read this card for me. Legendary creature, angel, flying, vigilance. Each other angel you control enters the battlefield with an additional plus one, plus one counter on it for each angel you already control. Now you can tap it, add one white mana, spend this mana to cast an angel spell. And it's a 2-2 creature for two mana. Now you've heard me scream, not scream, but voice my opinion on a certain card called Peekaboo that I keep on saying, I want Peekaboo. I want Quarters Attendant. Don't know what these cards are. You'll hear me say them in the future episodes. But I want these cards because this here is, an un, to me, a spear player I consider unfair because this is something, this isn't a lord because the fact that it is a legendary creature, but it has Lord S test tendencies and it's amazing to me i find it absolutely amazing why because first things first it's a mana dork for a particular tribe and it benefits that tribe and on top of it it's a pseudo lord in a sense where if the angel comes in the onto the battlefield and you're casting tapping it to add one white mana to cast an angel oh it gets a plus one plus one for every other angel onto the battlefield. So if you have, let's say, I right here a righteous Valkyrie, and you have two angels onto the battlefield, it gets plus two plus two. So technically speaking, it's a four six angel. So you're telling me this ramps up your deck, their deck, and on top of that, pumps up their creature, gives them their power. Yeah, that sucks. The only advantage that we technically have is the fact that this is legendary. It's slow in a sense, but it speeds up their deck amazingly. Now let's look at Righteous Valkyrie. It's too generic and a white. Why don't you read it for us, uh, Ravishin? Creature, angel, cleric, flying. Whenever another angel or cleric enters the battlefield under your control, you gain life equal to that creature's toughness as long as you have at least seven life more than your starting life total creatures you control get plus two plus two hmm hmm so basically i tap a let's say righteous valkyries onto the battlefield oh i have giada there oh i'm gonna cast another righteous valkyrie that's so when I cast a second Righteous Valkyrie, oh, it gets two plus one plus one counters on it, making a four six. And then because the original, 
angel comes into battlefield oh you gain six life wah, 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 wah. and it gets it closer to where all their creatures get plus two plus two on top of that no bueno no bueno now let's look at the next card it's bishop of wings i'll read this one ravishing it's two white mana human cleric a one four whenever an angel enters the battlefield under your control you gain four life not one not two not three but four life whenever an angel you control dies dies a one one white spirit creature token no sorry create a one one white spirit creature token with flying oh so you're telling me oh i gain life and if my creature happens to disappear go away just boom goes away to the oblivion or shall i say just basically the graveyard i don't know i'm overdone it here you get a one one flying spirit token Where are these cards for us? Now, I want you, the reason why I put these three cards, these, yeah, technically three cards together is because of Righteous Valkyrie and the Bishop of Wings. They can't protect one another as efficiently as spirits does, but what they do do in the in the short term and the long term is the fact that they gain life which ends up protecting the player increases the power and toughness of their creatures. Now the secret, honestly, for them, honestly, is to get under everybody. But the fact that this deck is a sorcery speed deck, they have to play it fair. They have to play it fair. And gaining life is the only advantage they have because they know, I know, we both know they can't do anything otherwise if they gain if they didn't gain life. Now let's look at the next slide, shall we? The next slide has what do we see here? Collected company. For those who don't know what connect collected company is, it's a green instant. In a you know uh four mana instant sorry three generic and, and a green and it reads look at the top six cards of your library very nice we use that in band spirits right put up to two creature cards with converted mana cost three or less from among them onto the battlefield put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order well for those who aren't aware who haven't seen this deck every card in this deck with the exception of collected company is three mana or less did did i did i miss something no they're all three mana or less so basically if they cast this and there's an angel (coughs) excuse me that angel is coming onto the battlefield now let's look at Resplendent Angel. Renata, why don't you read this one for me? One generic and two white 
creature angel flying at the beginning of each end step if you gained five or more life this turn create a four four white angel creatures token with flying and vigilance then it has tap three and three white mana until end of turn resplendent angel gets plus two plus two and gains life yeah there's a reason why this is a really expensive card 20 25 i think 25 plus yeah now let's look at the last one the book of exalted deeds was three white mana legendary artifact at the beginning of your end step if you gain three or more life till uh this turn create a three three white angel to creature token with flying I want you to see the significance in all three cards there I'm going to read the last part. Tap three, white mana, and tap it. Exile. The Book of Exalted Deeds. Put an Enlightenment counter on target angel. It gains. You can't lose the game, and your opponents can't win the game. Activate this uh, only as a sorcery. So there, there's a positive there sorcery speed right the only instant that they have in this entire deck is the collected company now the reason why i put all these three cards together is because guess what because we're gaining so much life in this deck or the angels deck is gaining so much life guess what they're throwing angels out there left and right with the resplendent angel and if you look at the book of exalted deeds, they're creating more angels. Hell, they only got to make three, three, gain three life, and they get three, they get a three, three angel. They get five life, they get a four, four angel. They use the collective company, and they can spit out even more angels. Honestly, this this deck should be called Angel Vomit because they're just vomiting angels left and right. How funny would it be? People just start, hey, yeah, well, are you playing an angel vomit deck? Oh, yeah, 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 angel vomit deck. It's kind of blasphemous, so don't strike me down. But that's the whole point of this. Think about what you saw before. You had Giada spits out creatures, helps spit out creatures quickly, gets their power and toughness up quicker. The other two cards, what they do, the Righteous Valkyrie and the Bishop of Wings, Whenever the creatures come into play, boom, increase life. Because you increase life, oh, you get more angels. It's not the worst of it. Let's look at the next slide. The next slide, look, looky, 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 look what we got here. Brutal Cathar. Ravishing, read Brutal Cathar for me, please. Creature, soldier, werewolf. When this creature enters the battlefield or transforms into Brutal Cathar, exile target creature and opponent controls until this creature leaves the battlefield. Now, did you hear what she said there? When this creature enters the battlefield or transforms, it's not one for one. It's a two for one. Because, oh, oh he comes in the play. Oh, I'm going to do what? I'm going to exile that creature. Oh, now I transform the creature. Guess what? I get to exile another creature. The benefit for us, shall we be honest with you? 
this isn't an angel. If it was an angel, I'd be pulling out my hairs and whatever little little things that I got here. Because, yeesh. And then look what's next to it, ladies and gentlemen. Skyclave. I don't have to read you what Skyclave does. You know what Skyclave does. I especially like the new art ones that uh, on game day promos. Big fan of that one. But there's no hero there. So now, well, Brutal Cathar and Skyclave, they are now removing not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six permanents. Oh, sorry. Let me rescind that. Four permanents and then two creatures. Sorry, four creatures with the total cards here. Oof. And then did I forget to mention, oh, portable hole? Now, if you missed the episode with Remf, the spirit master from Brazil, all right, he was telling you how powerful this card here is, portable hole. Hell, my dog in the background is wolfing over here because he, she, I think she fell into a portable hole. Portable hole. One white mana, and it's an artifact. Whenever a portable hole enters the battlefield, exile, exile a non-land permanent, and a, an opponent controls with a mana value of two or less until portable hole leaves the battlefield. And they got four of them in the main deck. I don't know about you, but uh, have you seen that uh, the the decks that we're running here, the Azorius, the Band, the Mono Blue Snow? Yeah, this this here is brutal. This here screws us up. That's this is the main main concept in the Celestia build. Now, for those going. Well, Dwight, you did bring up Bant. What separates the Selesnia build from the Bant? Let's go to the next slide, and you will see the card. Oh, there she is. Linvala. Shield of the Seagate. One generic, a white, and a blue. A 3-3 legendary creature, Angel Wizard. It's a flying, flying Angel Wizard. But the first paragraph, honestly doesn't matter the first paragraph it's it's what one two three four five lines of text does not matter at all does not apply to this deck because they're talking about oh if you have party well if you're playing this angel deck and you're spreading all these angels it's going to be a pizza party exactly or maybe a bachelorette party or a bachelor party. I don't know. Depending on what these angels and who these angels are, you know, it's going to be fun time on their, on their behalf. But what's important is the second paragraph here. And it says sacrifice Linvala. Create, uh, sorry, choose hexproof or indestructible creatures. You control gain that ability on the end of turn. Why can't we have a card like this? Oh, that's right. We do, in a sense. And that card is what? Selfless Spirit. And for one blue mana cheaper? Because it gives all our creatures indestructible? 
but then it gives choose gives all your creatures hexproof. Wow. Realistically, it's not one of the better cards that I, I, I would want to put in Angel's deck, but they're running maybe one or two of these in their deck. And I want you aware of it because when I was facing this deck, when I was facing Angels, we can clear off here. When, when I was facing this Angels deck, I had no clue how to attack it because I had no idea, concept, or thought process of what was in the deck to begin with and how to go about attacking it. That's why I'm doing this episode because I kept on facing this deck over and over and over again. And I'm scratching my head going, there's gotta be some way. And then I figured it out. I saw the loop. I saw what's going on here. I don't want you, the spear player going, Oh my God, it's angels. They're flying. We fly and we can't do nothing. Nope. We can do something. We can do plenty. You want to know what you can do? It doesn't matter if you're running Azorius. It doesn't matter if you're running Bant. I don't care if you're running snow, Mono Blue Snow. You can beat this deck. And let's look right now <clears throat> at the cards. Geislight Snare. Now, I know some of you are going, well, Dwight, it's three mana. No. Oh. If you have a spirit in the battlefield, it becomes two. And if you're running mono blue snow and you have uh, a curious obsession, it becomes a one mana spell. You can counter what affects you the most. For me, I'm going to tell you the key cards that affect me the most, that bother me the first most. That's Giada. Number uno, number one, number two. Hmm. I'm going to have to say Righteous Valkyrie, number two. And then finally, number three, because it's at the four-mana spot. You're right. Collected Company. And last time I checked, this here, Geistlight Snare, can counter it. Let's look at Lofty Denial, if you're unfamiliar. It's one generic and old blue counter target spell unless its controller pays one well meh. meh but if you control a creature with flying counter that spell unless its controller pays four instead we're playing spirits almost all our creatures fly with the exception of one uno sky, you know skyclave apparition we have counters in this deck to officially go after angels there's one other counter that I'm not mentioning here, and that's what? Mausoleum Wanderer that can get rid of, or help in a sense, get rid of Collected Company. Now let's look at the next slide. Oh, looky, looky, looky. Look what we got here. We got Home Spell Queller. If you don't know what Spell Queller does, why are you, why are you playing Spirits? I, I I hate to be that way. But this takes care of every single card in their deck. This helps beat down and say, oh, you're going to play this? Uh, nope, no, you don't. You're not playing that card. 
The only thing we are honestly have to worry about is not portable hole, but we got to worry about who sky uh, skyclave apparition, right? And then the brutal Cathar. Now, if their creatures get too big, looky looky who we got. Shacklegeist found that every three versions of spirits that are played right now in Pioneer. This is a card that I was like, it's good. Eh, I like it. Eh. I love this card a lot now. I've come to I've come to really appreciate this uh oh what what's this one card? Uh opposition. I hate to call it opposition with legs because spirits don't have legs, they fly. But this opposition, this creature opposition has been amazing. And especially if their creatures get too large, too huge. No, 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 my friend, you are not attacking. I'm making sure I tap everything down and then I can fly over. And then let's look at the final card here. Witness protection, one blue enchantment aura. I'm going to read this one because this was huge. This is something that Zach Fink, okay, the guy who won the Pioneer Showcase Challenge, put in his deck and has been saying, screaming on the mountains, this is a key card. This is a great card. You should play with this card. If you don't got your play set yet, what are you waiting for? Going to read it. Ready? One one blue enchantment aura. Enchant creature. Enchant, enchanted creature loses all abilities. It flies. Oh, no, it doesn't. It does this. No, it doesn't. It does nothing. It's just sitting there as a green-white citizen creature token with a base power of 1-1. One, one. They could have a what? A 4-8. A or sorry, six eight. They could have a huge creature. Oh no! Boop. I put that on that creature. It's just a humble little one one green citizen, white green citizen token. That's called legitimate business person. <coughs> There's a part of me that laughs at that because I'm like, the only legitimate business people are out there are the mom and pops, the small business owners. Other than that, I mean. I think it's funny that, you know, Watsy or AKA Hasbro actually made this card because you, you won't actually see their logo on there. I'm just, you know, getting myself in trouble here, but I don't care. But witness protection here is an amazing card right now. Now, Ramph was saying portable hole and what? Bant. Portable hole is good in Azorius, but in Mono blue snow, we don't have that luxury of just saying, oh, I'm going to remove this creature from the game. We don't have that. What we can do is manipulate the creature, and witness protection allows us to manip manipulate that creature without using uh, uh, shackle guys to also manipulate their other creatures. Now let's look at the next slide. And then what do we have here? Oh, that's right. For those who do play Bant and Azorius, Skyclave Apparition and Portable Hole. Because Remph said so. I'm not, I'm not just saying Remph said so. 
It's because the fact that you know, I know, we both know. These, these are successful cards in Pioneer. If you're not running potentially three to four in your sideboard, there's an issue with portable hole. If you're not running three or four, Skyclave Apparition, I can see how you want to run two, three, maybe put one on the sideboard. I understand that. But in right now, in the current state of metas, mm, something you want to take a deep dive and understand how your play style is com compared to the current meta. I'm just telling you, figure out what your LGS is and you do it. You figure out how you're playing on MTGO and do it. Like I said, for me personally, in Pioneer, I'm currently running the Mono Blue Snowbelt. I'm actually running the Hero Tosuki version that came out like, like or comparable. I'm not going to say I'm running his deck, but a comparable version of his deck uh, that came out maybe like a month and a half, two months ago. I I'm not currently running the latest and greatest version that Zach did. I'm going to, I will right now. I'm trying to get the money. I'm trying to get the cards in paper so I can go to my LGS and kick ass. But going back to Skyclave and Apparition and Portable Hole. These cards here can affect their deck. You can't tell me Portable can, Hole can't affect uh, Bishop of Wings. It can't affect Giada. Can't uh, affect uh, Righteous Valkyrie. I mean, not Righteous Valkyrie, uh, Youthful Valkyrie. You tell me Skyclave Apparition can't affect all their creatures or affect the uh, the Book of Exalted Deeds? Think about it. You can play this, Skyclave Apparition, go the Book of Exalted Deeds. Oh, guess what? They can't do anything because that's right. You have to tap the three mana, tap it, but it plays at sorcery speed. Wah, 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 wah. You can't do anything on my, on my turn. Wonderful wonderful so ladies and gentlemen there's a way of beating this deck there's a way of going out and smashing this deck the secret honestly is to get under it and like i tell you each and every single episode honestly when it comes to certain decks you can sit there and play and go interactive oh, i'm gonna wait for you to do this or do that when it comes to this angel deck, realistically, you may want to put your one mana creatures out there, maybe two mana creatures, and just whack, 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 whack. And then wait for your, you know, use your counter spells. You see Gianna, get her out of there. Righteous Valkyrie, get it out of there. You see the uh, 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 collected company, get it out of there. Those are the key cards that you really need to worry about. Oh, they used to try to use Brutal Cathar to get rid of your thing? Oh, you know what? I'm going to use my Rattle Chains. And hopefully you've built up enough mana to sit there and do what you have to do to get the victory. Because what Angels does, realistically, for us, the Spear player, it doesn't get under us. It just overpowers us. It uses the ability to gain life to, you know, to make all their creatures beefier and just go, you got little weenies in the air. Bing, bing, bing. I'm just going to destroy them. All these are muscle-bound brutes that are just smashing our beloved spirits. But just remember what I'm trying to tell you. Counter your, counter their spells. 
as much as you can between turns two to as long as you get <laughs> and get in there. And when you see your, when you see your, their holes, like, and they can't do anything on the end of their turn, play your creatures, take advantage of the fact that you have creatures with flash or that you can use, for example, rattle chains and allow your creatures to come in with flash to smash, smash, smash. And then on their turn, hold to counter. That goes for mono blue. That goes for the Azorius version for the interaction. And that also goes with the band version. Because if they're going to do nothing on the end of their turn, oh, well, why would I not want to play collect the company? Of course, I'm going to have to take advantage of the fact that they're doing nothing. While they do nothing, I do something, and that something is victory. Let me know what you think. Reach out to me at mtgectoplasm at gmail.com or at uh, uh, mtgectoplasm on Twitter. Let me know your thoughts. Am I right? Am I wrong? Am I full of bullshit? I like that. Am I full of bullshit? But I want to know your thoughts because the Pro Tour, the ability for us to get into the Pro Tour is coming. And I want you to go and succeed and prosper and say, hey, I'm the best spear player here and potentially in my community, my state, or in the world. I have lofty goals. I have high hopes for you. Hell, I want to see you on my show. I want to be able to interview you and go, hey, where did you get these ideas? Oh, I heard it here. I heard it there. You know, I came up with my own thought process. Well, ladies and gentlemen, what can I say? The next time you're kicking your opponent's ass, make sure they say, that's Bushid. We're out of here. <laughs>